0: Welcome to the Leading and Serving podcast, Chris.
1: Well, Jason, it's good to see you. It's Episode see number you uh, eight,
0: eight, right? Right. Yeah. I'm super excited. Yeah. Technically, I'm not here today. Oh, you're not? No.
1: Well, you seem to be sitting right well, next to me. Today
0: we're recording. Oh, that's but the right. day this drops. I'm not here. You're not here. Where okay. are you going? I will be on the road somewhere between Indiana and New Mexico. Oh, so the New
1: Mexico is the destination?
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. And, and you're driving? Absolutely. Oh, we're driving how many kids? Yeah, yeah we've I was going to say. have got saying, a van full. How we many hours full. is that? We actually have to take two cars.
1: You're taking two cars? We have
0: two cars, yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously have, you're not driving our, both. Our kids who are out of the house okay, um, are coming at a different timeline. Oh, okay. We do, we do have a large enough family that... We can't all fit in the van anymore. Oh. So, you know. It's a good we're gonna, thing that they take two cars. And... Kids are older. And my son's bringing the truck, which allows him to bring the skis and the snowboards and oh. the coolers because we're going to ski three days in Taos, New Mexico while we're... Well, that is super exciting. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully I can walk when I get back. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I grew up in New Mexico and... Um, that's exciting. Being back home and spend a couple of days in Texas with some family, and then a few days in New Mexico with family. And
1: so you ski during the day and then go down to the warmth and, at night, or what, how's that work?
0: No, it's just mountains. It's just cold. New Mexico doesn't all hot desert. Oh, that's what I think of when I think of New Mexico. Yeah, I, I mean I made, I've been there. I made a collect call when I was on a trip in high school. Yeah. To Clovis, New Mexico, yeah. and uh, the operator said we don't make collect calls outside of the United States. <laughs>
1: That's hilarious.
0: So there's a few misconceptions about uh, New Mexico. Right. So you'll... Well, I'm
1: glad I could add to it.
0: Yeah. You just have to go someday. Right. <laughs> so what do you plan on doing during the holidays There, here uh, in the middle? In, in this gap week, of right? nothing happens at the end of the year.
1: So my kids come home. and done with school. And I'm going, all right, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? So I think I'm going to take a couple of days off and try to just relax with the kids and do – try to – I'm really trying to calm myself down to do some family time, if that makes sense. No, so that makes perfect sense. It's just one of those times a year where the hustle and bustle of life just kind of gets you going and you just, you got to, sometimes you just got to stop. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of year end book work that's got to get done this year. And yeah, right. Right. Oh, it's <laughs> driving me crazy. And yeah. I Penny's been amazing. She's been helping me out with some stuff. And I just, oh my gosh. Like, there you go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But you do have a trip on the near horizon, right? Yes.
1: Our trip is probably coming up end of January, beginning of February, I think is one. So that's that's a annual trip that I do with my wife and she and I only. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: Warm, hot sun oh. and nothing but that, right? Oh, you know it. You're not skiing on your – you can water ski, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, behind, ocean. behind a cruise boat? Ski I doubt doos. it. But no,
0: you can get, get skiing yeah, on an excursion or something. That's true.
1: That's, that's totally true. true. Yeah. Uh, that time will come. I'm looking forward to that, but I'm trying not to focus on it so I can be in the present.
0: You still got a little bit of time to right. get here. <laughs> we'll hang in there. Yes. Hang in there. So, so – I mean, as we're nearing the new year, I mean, we're just a couple days away from the new year at this right. point. Um, you know, this is the time of year that we begin thinking about looking forward. You know, what do we want this next year to look like? And, and I don't know about you, but this whole COVID junk has really – Messed me up. Um, yes, you know, I used to we feel could look that. five, ten years down the road. I'm look. I'm lucky to look to April. You know. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm happy to do that. But, right. Um, but it's you know it's the time of year where we think not just about new habits or you know the resolutions that will break within the first couple of weeks of January. Right. But we're thinking about goals and we're thinking about all that we want to accomplish. Not just this year, but down the road, even further, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I um, <clears throat> so wanted to take a few minutes to kind of talk about that. That um,
1: Are you doing this because I'm not prepared for this? I'm just asking.
0: You're not prepared? Oh. You don't have your goals set yet? Well, I kind of have an I idea. Don't We're good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of feel
1: like you're talking to me today. This is a confessional box. Today. Right.
0: We're just- No, for the, I mean, there's, there's what, maybe 5% of people who have their goals set today. Uh, So this is for all the other 95%.
1: (laughs) That's what I know.
0: Yeah. No, um, even if we do have our goals set, a regular practice that we need to do is to pull back, kind of go to that 30,000 foot level Mm -hmm. and really just dream. And ask right. good questions around, you know, is this really the best way? Is this what I need to be doing? What could we accomplish? And, mm-hmm. and to really just ask the question of, you know, what could be? Right. And, and to sit in the wow of that moment. Um, you know, I've heard, um, I heard a leader talk about uh, the wow versus the how. And oftentimes we just don't sit in the wow long enough. Yeah that we get this great, grand idea, and then our first thoughts go to implementation of how. Mm-hmm. And um, th- my favorite quote of this guy was, uh, I think it was Andy Stanley. Um, he basically said, "Get the how out of here <laughs> <laughs> And just sit in the wow. Yeah, just let that marinate for a while and really just sit in that moment and dream. Right. You know, and- well and as
1: business owners, it's hard to do that because you don't have time for it. Like if you're that guy, it's hard to, you know, take that time to sit there and go, all right, what could
0: this really look like? Right. And so this week is probably a good, a, a good week to be doing this because the how of life is kind of slowed down a little bit, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, there's some year end stuff and, you know, yeah. things you got to take care of, but hopefully in the midst of the holidays, you have time to slow down mm-hmm. and uh, to just relax and and think about what could be. Right. <clears throat> Yeah, and um, you know, and our first question when when we start coming out of the wow, our first question shouldn't even really be, well, how am I going to do this? The first question really should be more like, can it be done? Uh huh. And if it can be done, well, let's hang on to that idea. Let's hang right. on to that goal. Let's eliminate the ones that we know absolutely know that that was just fun to think about. Right. Because <laughs> um, often when we when we get into our thinking. Um, And we start evaluating goals. We start evaluating dreams. um, They tend to fall in two different categories. Um, Well, I guess there's three. The first category would be the, yes, I can do this. Um, But when we say no to ourselves, when we say no to things that, you know, that's just never going to happen. I don't know how I could do that. Mm -hmm. um, That those types of things fall into the two categories. Um, And that's where we have to look at the difference between inhibition and prohibition. And Uh prohibition is is very simply kind of an external force, something that says, no, you really can't do this. This is, it's illegal. (laughs) Like speeding? (laughs) I don't know. Is that a prohibition? I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They tell me I'm not supposed to go over 55. (laughs) I know.
0: Especially if you're in a construction zone, Mm -hmm. which we've got plenty of of around (laughs) town, right? (laughs) No, that is a prohibition that, no, you're not supposed to do this. Mm -hmm. And so you might have... Rules, laws, licensing, there might be, you know, government restrictions of saying, no, you, as a business, you just cannot do this. Right. And yeah, that's fun to dream about, but no, no, that just needs to be. And so that's prohibition. You're truly prohibited. There is a a fence standing in the way between you and that goal, and you just should not scale that fence. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Everything else probably falls into the area of inhibition that we tell ourselves, no, you know, I just don't know how I could ever do that. Yeah. I don't know that I've got the skills. I don't know that the customer base would accept that. I just, you know, they 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 won't like this. Mm -hmm. Well, who is the they? Do do the they really have a name? Because if you can't if you can't quantify or or actually name the they, then that's probably some type of limiting belief within you that you've set up long along the way.
1: Right. (laughs) Not even knowing it. Not even knowing it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I have uh, just kind of give you a a fun example. Um, The very first business I ever started, I had a catastrophic inventory failure. Really? Oh man! It. I mean, just completely. I lost everything that day, and because of that, I saw the value that I lost. Because of that, I will. I'm. I've always lived very frugally. Mm -hmm. I don't want to invest in that. That costs too much. Oh. Uh, You know, that's just too much. And so I'm, I'm hesitant to make large investments mm-hmm. because of that. Because of the risk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the other side of that story is that I was six and it was a Kool-Aid stand on my front. Right. <laughs> on my front porch. And my, and my two pitchers of Kool-Aid went tumbling down the driveway. Right. Thanks to my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's listening. Right. I'm still bitter after X number of years. Right. I'm going to admit that. It's like young entrepreneur's dreams shattered. <laughs> But I, I clearly remember standing on the driveway going, Oh my goodness. Mm. I have just you know, I saw all the money it was Kool-Aid. Right. <laughs> that I thought my parents were out of because they had invested in me as a young entrepreneur. Right. And that really left a mark on me. That's it's interesting. really funny how I can trace back that far. That to is that amazing. Moment. Yeah, it's goofy.
1: I don't know that I'm that introspective, but I think it's amazing.
0: That's <laughs> just a it's a fun family story we've told for years. But anyway. Th- that's awesome. <laughs> but that illustrates the inhibition of, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I could never achieve this goal because it would require me to invest X amount. Right. I don't think I've got the risk tolerance within me to do that. Mm-hmm. But I do. Right. I can. <laughs> right. You know, and so, so who is telling you you can't? That as we look at these goals, as we sit in the wow, um, you know, what are the things inside us mm-hmm. that, are, that are saying, you can't do this? Right. And there are limits. they are, are inhibitions that we put on ourselves oftentimes. You know, things that we fear. You know, we're afraid of, um, you know, afraid of failure. We're afraid of um, uh, losing something. or right. We're afraid of something we're trying to hide coming out in the open. And, you know, we're just not willing to go there. <coughs> and so we kind of have to dig deep in ourselves and kind of that introspection of, you know, is this truly a prohibition? Mm-hmm. Or is this an inhibition that can be overcome because this is a limiting belief that I have subconsciously or inadvertently put on myself?
1: Mm-hmm. It's amazing that um, it, uh, at some level, all of our um, experiences through our lives have affected us one way or another. Absolutely. And they've created sometimes a position of you can't do this or you shouldn't do this, even though it's completely acceptable. To everybody else outside of your world. And I just, I think that's a great learning tool to question that. And I mean, sometimes I think, I don't know, for me, it sometimes takes a third party, like a coach, um, or, you know, or a mentor Absolutely. that is, you know, that's yeah. going to be able to bring that to light for you because you might not even be able to see it because it's so in your face. Mm-hmm. And that's a true, I've seen that with, um, Maybe with myself, especially, at times where I've questioned and not realized that it was a, it was a me problem.
0: Right, right. Yeah, it, uh, you know, whatever kind of relationship it might be, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, going back to the Kool-Aid story, I probably had not figured that out until I met my wife. Mm-hmm. And we both live very, very conservatively, frugally, um, for very different reasons. And it wasn't hmm. until we were kind of comparing that years ago going, oh... Mine goes back to, <laughs> to a stupid story when i was 6 you right. know um, and so yeah having those relationships where they're uh, trusted friends partners mm-hmm. spouses coaches mentors things like that uh, to help you kind of dig through and and kind of hold the mirror up like we were talking about a couple a couple episodes ago of what's it like to be on the other side of me right you know of holding yes. the mirror up and looking at ourselves and going you know what's what's holding me back
1: mm-hmm.
0: who says who says i can't right and, you know, let's sit in the wow mm-hmm. and uh, get the how out of here, right? Right. <laughs> that's, that's, just, that's just my favorite. Right. Just I like it. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm more of a dreamer. Mm-hmm. I enjoy just, I enjoy getting up to that 30,000 foot view and asking questions like that. Yes. Um,
1: and so it, it... Well, and they create such a great amount of growth. So I just... Yeah. that It's just a great opportunity to to recognize that, especially, mm-hmm. like you right. said, for goals and stuff like
0: right. that. Right, so during this gap week, we all take a few moments to yeah to just sit in the wild for a little while yeah and dream and dream. So, tell well, us about our guest. today. I was going to say, Kyle
1: is um, here today to talk with us, and I'm super excited about talking with him. He is phenomenal guy. He works with his dad. They own a, a payroll company here locally, and a, just
0: ASAP payroll, right? ASAP
1: payroll, yep. and uh, he has created. A, and he, what I really enjoy about him as well is he's giving away free content left and right by making videos and and teaching people about payroll. Mm-hmm. And as a entrepreneur, that I, there's some things I didn't know, and he's given me great wisdom in it. So I'm super excited about talking with him today.
0: That's so. cool. That's cool. Well, let's uh, jump over and talk to Kyle. for Sounds good. All right. Well, welcome Kyle Massengale. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Glad you're here. I'm excited. Glad you're here. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Just kind of, you know, how you got to be at this point in life. Sure.
2: So I'm a Southsider all, all day, ride or die, as I like to say, um, <laughs> true. Um, so I went to – started out going to St. Barnabas School um, over here on the South Side through elementary school, played all the sports and stuff there. And then my family, we decided to switch over to um, Perry Meridian in, in middle school. So I went to Perry Meridian from middle school all in. Um, and we are big – big thing we did at Perry was wrestling. So Perry Meridian is known for their wrestling. So they've got multiple state championships, state runner ups. I was on two uh, state runner up teams myself. So I've got wow. two red rings. Never got the blue. My brother's got three blue ones. So it made me a little jealous. <laughs> um, so of course the younger brother always gets gets the better, right? <laughs> um, so, um, but with the wrestling, I mean, we it was like living living your life being a wrestler. I mean, it was nine months out of the year, no breaks, um, just practice. Hardcore, practice four or five times a week easily during the school, during the actual season, 6 a.m. practice and after school practice twice a week as well. Wow. Um, And weightlifting and all that. So the team, I mean, with with the wrestling team, we went all over the place. So Fargo, North Dakota, we went to, uh, been to Iowa a couple times, been down to Texas a couple times. Um, Favorite one is probably Disney. So at the Disney Worldwide Sports ESPN has down they have a lot of basketball tournaments and stuff. Right. They cover it with wrestling mats for a week. And it's called the Disney Duels and you wow. have uh teams from high school teams from all over uh the country coming in there uh, to try to win the Disney Duels. Wow. So it was so cool. So um yeah.
0: That's cool, that man. Fun. So what are you doing post school now? What what is the adult life for? Kyle Look Life? So right now I work for my dad's payroll company.
2: Um, I do all the sales and marketing for him. Uh, the plan is to take it over, you know, in the next five five years or so. Um, okay. So and I've been with him for, I think I just crossed seven years uh, a couple weeks ago. So it started off, it was just me and him at the very beginning. And he didn't let me just. He didn't just unleash me into the wild to become a salesperson. He made me actually process payrolls for the first six months of me being there, so I actually have a clue what's going on, not just out there blabbing my mouth and saying whatever I need to say to get a deal. Right. right. Um, so I actually have a clue what's going on, and That's still awesome. to this day, if I need to, I can still. You know, if one of the girls in the office goes on vacation, I'll pop in and I'll work work there for, an, you know, however long they need me to to, to mm-hmm. just get everything done, so everything runs smooth. Um, so that's really what I do now, and we're we're kind of to the point where we're, we're ready to kind of explode or gr- really grow. So we've got um, five people on our team right now. Um, we're probably going to end up bringing another person on in February. Um, we're looking for a salesperson to work like the north side of Indianapolis and Carmel area to try to grow our business up there a little bit. Um, then we're also in the process of um, uh, buying another software. So right now we have a payroll software that is – um, geared towards small business um, so you're under 50 50 employees it's mm-hmm. absolutely amazing for them mm-hmm. but if i want to go up and get somebody that's got you know 100 employees or 200 employees i need a little bit more right we're're we're, right. we're, we're, we're getting those those growing pains right now where um, i've got you know three or four big potential deals in front of me um, but i just can't i can't grab it i can see it but i can't grab it because I can't compete with the other the other bigger companies because they've got the shiny software where I don't. So mm-hmm. we're getting ready to we're getting ready to make the investment um, in that. So we're going to start winning some bigger deals as well. So we'll have a small business platform, and then we'll slowly begin to grow the large business platform as well.
1: That's uh, exciting. Yeah. So we're. What what transitioned
2: you to want to go work for your dad and start in the the fam, what we we'll call the family business? Sure. So I so I've always been a business person or wanted to own my own business. So all the way back to when I was you know twelve thirteen years old. So when I was thirteen, um, me and my neighbor, he's a year older than me, um, we started a little lawn care company. Yeah. So in the summertime, me and him and we're charging people you know, 25 bucks to cut their grass every week, and we probably had you know, 15, 20 yards. So, I mean, for two 13-, 14-year-old kids, that's a lot of money. Right. That's so good. we're we're making money, 13-, um, 14-year-old kids, so we're just having a blast doing that. And then when I turned 14, um, I started working at one of the McDonald's around here because my dad's friends with one of the operators of the McDonald's, and I worked there for a long time, uh, did a little bit of management with them as well. I, my ultimate goal originally was to – you know, move up through his organization and eventually own my own franchise and my own McDonald's. But he kind of, kind of came in the realization that probably wasn't going to happen.
1: What was, what was what was the what was the what drove you to want to do that? What what drove you to want to own a, a McDonald's? I
2: think that's just because that was the first real job I had, and I mm-hmm. saw his success owning you know seven eight stores, and I'm like, you know, I want to be like that guy. Right. Um, I think that was a big big part of it. Um, and then, so, um, and I always kind of like the restaurant, just kind of like working, you know, doing that kind of work there for a while. Okay. Um, and I think that's kind of what, what drove it. Um, for a while we started looking into a Quiznos franchise. Mm-hmm. So a lady here had one, um, it was kind of in the dumps. It was going to be me working a lot of hours. So 80, hundred hour week to try to bring this mm-hmm. thing back. Oh, wow. Um, and then the other, there was another one a little bit further down where an older couple had one as well, and it would have been a turnkey making profit day one, but um, we weren't ready for that yet. So I had to, I was gonna work this one for a year or two, get it back, and then when those people were finally ready to retire, Take buy their own. store as well, and then expand from there. The goal there would have been, you know, own, you know, ten restaurants throughout Indianapolis or Greenwood area. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would have been that would have been the ultimate goal, and then it just we 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 came to find out that Quiznos after getting more into it, the Quiznos Corporation, they weren't the greatest um, organization to, to link up with. Um, as you can see today, there's I think there might be one Quiznos left in Indianapolis, and it's in Plainfield that I know of. So they're not around. So kind of saved me and dodged me a bullet because um, mm-hmm. I was only probably. 20 years old, 21 at this time. When oh, I wow. look when I'm looking at that, so oh. that's pretty young for someone. yeah, I was going to say that's bad. young. Yeah. To Dedication be
1: to a, take on the 80 to 100 hours a week. Is, man, that's intense.
2: Yeah, so but I've always wanted to, you know, I've always wanted to do my own thing. So All right. um, and I did a little bit of sales for one of the Southside newspapers for about a year and I had um, success with it, the Southside Voice if you're familiar with that yeah, one. Yeah, I uh, am. so I did a little bit of sales with them selling ad advertising for them for a year. Um, I, I wasn't like the greatest at it, but never had any formal training or anything. They just kind of said, "Well, here's our pricing. Go, good luck." <laughs> so I was just out, you know, pounding right. the pavement, as they say, and making right. phone calls, um, just trying to drum something up. This 22-year-old kid trying to drum something up, um, calling all these <laughs> business owners, and and um, I had a little bit of success with it. And my dad was like, "You know what? Why don't we, uh, why don't we bring you over here and and uh, at the payroll company and and see if we can make something out of it." And and it's been, it's been great since there. So that's um, awesome. It's that's been cool. worked. He's got me, he invested in me and, you know, he got me trained going to Sandler sales school up on the North side of Indy. Okay. Um, if you're familiar with the Sandler product mm-hmm. where it's a whole process, um, they do the submarine where they teach you and you're, 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 doing an upfront contract and you do your, your value statement with the pain points, why somebody would want to switch with you and, and really drill down on why, what the pain is of, of why they'd want to make a move and, and then get him to commit. Um, so it's a whole sales school and a sales process. So he sent me through that. Um, and that was like a nine-week, ten-week course. And then I also did the President's Club for a couple of months as well, where I'd go up there every Friday and kind of talk about, you know, what what's going on this week, how can we help you, what did you do wrong, what did you do right, what do you need to do next time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really helped a
0: lot. That's cool. That is cool. Um, That's cool. Now you mentioned <clears throat> before we hit play, you mentioned that, uh, it was just you and your dad for a time, and now you're a team of five. What were some of the growing pains along the way that kind of helped you guys, um, you know, work through that expansion, that growth, and, you know, taking the business to the, you know, the the goals that you've got set for 22 now?
2: Yeah. So the growing pains were we didn't have a true salesperson um, on out on the street. So that's, that's a big one. So you have me, basically no sales experience, don't have the contacts, wants to talk to a 22 year old kid about their payroll? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a touchy subject, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was a lot of it. It took me two years to really understand it all and get in and get start to get the contacts um, to where because there's no because my dad was basically running everything in the office all day long. And then so he was uh, when before you, he was doing. All he the was doing pretty much. He he had another person, but the person was he, my dad. Before me, my dad was doing the sales. Uh, but he's not a true salesperson. He's a he's an internal person. So he was doing the sales, and he had an internal person, and that guy didn't work out. Whatever happened, um, so you're we like, let's give me a try. Um, and so me, the learning curve was. I mean, it took a few years the learning curve to to get us there. Um, and what would happen is, you know, I'd go out and I'd go out and sell all day, pound the pavement, whatever you want to say, networking events, everything. Um had me in all the chambers and things mm-hmm. um around to try to try to meet some contacts. And I'd do that all day, and then about four o'clock, I'd roll back in the office. And he'd, be, have, he'd have all the payrolls stacked up on the printer where he hasn't wrapped them up yet. So I'd come in there and wrap the payrolls up, um, get, them, get them wrapped up, and take them to the mail so everything's ready to go for the next day. Oh, wow. Um, so it was really, truly a two-man operation there for a number of years. And it drove me crazy, but um, I almost got out of it a few times. I was like, man, I don't know if I want to do this. Right. Um, but, but we kept pushing through and finally was able to, to – we finally – we had, a, we had a friend of ours um, that was a payroll person for a long time, and she had just recently retired, a friend of his. And she came in and was, started working part-time for us. It would work, like work like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for us. And that really helped us out a lot. It freed him up and it freed me up a little bit more. to so why I didn't have to worry about coming in and finishing things. Or, um, so that really helped, and then we were able to hire somebody full-time, and I was able to for- focus more on the sales, and then we had another person. And now we're to the point where I don't even have to be in the office at all, don't have to worry about answering the phone. The only time Kyle answers the phone at the office is if it's like five phone calls deep and everybody else is on the call <laughs> right. and, um, or somebody specifically calls for me, obviously. Right. Um, and that doesn't happen very often, the phone getting five phone calls deep. So um, so I can go out and focus 100% on, on bringing bringing new business in and, mm-hmm. and that's what I love to do. So I just love the chase. There
0: you go. That's cool. Well at the end of the day, for you and your dad, what is what does what does success look like? What does that mean to you guys um, as you're running a family business in the in the payroll industry?
2: Sure. Um, well success for him is getting it get for for both of us our dream is to, to get it to where um, he retires but he, he still owns it or, or gives it to me, basically, but he watches over it um, and lets me run it. But we have a team in place to where I don't have to worry about it. Um, I just continue doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. We hire the right team people, grow the right people, invest in the right people, mm-hmm. um, and we can just take it to the moon from there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that way. And then he, just, him and my mom can just do what they need to do after that. And, and that that's kind of where we're, our goal is. Okay.
0: Okay. Hmm. You mentioned the team a lot, and um, that you've kind of found your role, your niche. Your dad has his niche. Um, what is what is the importance of the differences mean to you guys when when y'all are looking for new team members? Because I think you said you're adding somebody here at the first of the year, right? We're we're hopefully. we're we're, hopefully, <laughs> we're looking to
2: add another salesperson.
0: Okay, what are what are some of the things that you guys look for when you're um, bringing on team members? Yeah,
2: so so as far as internal people, um, we we need people that. W- that understand payroll or have been in payroll in the past or somebody that shows interest like there. so my dad is the president who well, has been the president of the uh, the indianapolis chapter of the american payroll association for a long time mm-hmm. so he's what you call a cpp certified payroll professional which is kind of the equivalent for a cpa just in payroll um, and he's taught the course for 25 years he just he just finished his last year uh, he's, he's, he wanted wow. to make it to 25, and and so this past year is 25. That's so awesome. we get people out of there that are people that are you know they're obviously they're there for a reason because they want to improve themselves mm-hmm. um, in this, and we send all of our team members there every year because they got to get their credits mm-hmm. um, through. So we'll we'll invest in people like that. Um, also, if they already have prior experience, is great. Um, it's great. And then salespeople, as far as hiring salespeople, it's tricky. So you you know you either get a good one or you get a bad one. We've had we tried to hire a salesperson um, pre-COVID, about a year before COVID. Um, we thought he was going to be great, but it just he wasn't doing what we thought he was doing, and he kind of took us for a ride. Um, <laughs> so we we cut ties with him, and now we we took the money we were we were paying him, and we invested it into SEO, so search engine optimization for Google, <laughs> and mm-hmm. now we are the top payroll service in Indianapolis and the surrounding areas. And we are constantly getting people hitting our website, um, for, for request information or, or to work with us and stuff. That
1: sounds like you've already got a salesperson already
2: in the go. It it is that. So that is, that was the, the goal when we got rid of that guy, um, was to, was to have this, build this up, take half the money we would pay him, a regular salesperson and have this built up. So if, if, if I something happens to me or if we don't find another salesman, we have this engine that is working 24-7 365 right. that people can mm-hmm. find us. So I get leads all the time where I've never met, met them, but I go out and talk to them and then boom, I, I, they just like our reviews on Google, they like our stuff because we're always, we post four blog posts a month, um, we do ebooks. Um, mm-hmm. so like one we recently did was um, the guide to hiring your first employee in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So that was all about you know, it's, it's a free free ebook to to business owners because a lot of people don't know. You know, when you hire your first employee, they don't know all the taxes and all the forms and right, the work absolutely. comp and all the HR stuff they need. So, if somebody calls our office, we just forward that over to them. And say, hey, look at this free information and we can help you along the way.
1: And as a, I mean, as a solopreneur, like uh, we have another friend who was just saying this morning as a solopreneur, you don't know that stuff until you need it. Yeah. And then it's like, when you need it, you're like grasping at straws to try to make it happen or or come up with a plan. You know what I mean? So shooting from the hip, trying to make things happen. That's awesome. What, what is, um, you've been through some growth and that, and you sound like you're in a good spot now. What is the greatest blessing of where you're at right now?
2: The greatest blessing for me has gotta be the girls in the office. That has just totally changed our lives. Mm-hmm. To where we like like for instance, we're going to Arizona, we're gonna go watch the Colts play the Cardinals on Christmas Day in Arizona. Oh, and we cool. can we can leave for a week knowing that everything's gonna be okay, we don't have to be there. And they we're just a phone call away if something does break down. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the greatest thing. We're back back Five years ago, we couldn't even take a vacation. Oh, so wow. that's wow. that. Right now is our big, our big thing. I'd say those girls are just amazing.
1: So instead of putting eighty to hundred hours in Quiznos, you end up putting an eighty to hundred hours in your payroll. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Okay, that's that's a neat transition.
0: That's cool. Um, what is what is something along your journey that was maybe seemingly insignificant, or just kind of seemed like small, and you thought, ah, eh, not much of it at the time, but then it turned out to be. Really monumental in your life, something that really just turned the tide and um, made it made a huge difference for you. I don't have to think about that one. Um, I'm
2: drawing a blank here. Sorry. No, no you're okay. good. Yeah. That's sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay. sorry. Yeah, you're good. Um, well, I've got a couple like. I would say some of the mentors i I've had I guess in the in the payroll industry um so i I went to a couple like a conference and met some people mm-hmm. um never thought I'd hear from them again you know and some of those guys have become really good friends with me and some of them are the same age as me and some are older guys like and you know they've kind of talked me off the ledge of of talking off the ledge of you know quitting and getting out or and go and just say, "Oh, I can sell. I can just go sell for somebody else, and whatever. I'm done with this." Mm-hmm. Um, they've talked me off the ledge, and they've 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 gone through the growing pains that we're going through and have gone through. So that that kind of um, I would say that that's probably a really big thing. I have somebody to I have somebody to call and ask questions that they've already been through this that's it. to mm-hmm. talk me off the ledge. Yeah,
0: there's a there's a big difference between kind of owning your own thing and then, like you said, just going and do sales for somebody else, mm-hmm. pulling right. a paycheck, going home at night. Um, what drives you toward the, f- is is it freedom of doing your own thing? It is. It's, it's very much freedom of my own thing. I'm a
2: very type A personality. Um, so I, I don't like to take orders. So that's, I wouldn't be good in the military. Um, so, um, I want to, I just want to be my own boss. I've always wanted to be my own boss. And I think part of that is my dad's had, has been the payroll and I've, I grew up in it. So, mm-hmm. um, I just – I don't, I don't want to work for somebody and I want the freedom to be able to – if I want to go to Florida tomorrow, I can go to Florida tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't I don't want to have to answer to anybody. That's that's really the big thing. You okay. might have to do work
1: while you're in Florida, but it's – I might have to every now and yeah, then. Yeah, the, right. The, the, yeah. It's that flexibility right. in exactly. life. Right. Has your dad been in – has been doing this most of your life? Or? He's been doing
2: it my entire life. Okay. My wow. entire life. He's been through ups and downs, too. So he w- used to be a lot bigger than we are now than he had some, it, some serious issues. And, and so he's been through ups and downs with some people that screwed him over in IT work and all that. Okay. But that's been like So he's 10 gone years, through a growth 10, process, he's too. He's been through, yeah, 10, 10 years ago where he had issues and stuff. So he's, he's had his ups and downs. He'd probably be a real interesting story to talk to for you guys one day, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, cool. Yeah. So.
0: Is there anything that you see in other people that that we tend to underestimate in our lives but yet if we were just to get that right or shift a mindset around something um, you would see you know people would see great benefit and success from these things um, what's something that that you see other people underestimating that uh, we need to we need to shift on a little bit
2: i would say shut your mouth when you're talking to somebody and let them talk because um, people love to be heard, and they love to tell you about themselves, mm. um, and just be real with people. Um, I found that don't don't cheat around and try to lie and say you can do something when you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, just be real with people right up front. And if you make a if you make a mistake, just own it. Um, when you own it, people respect you a lot more than if you try to say, "Oh well, it's somebody else's fault," or something went. You know, just own it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what would you say today to? that 20-something who maybe is a lot like you, who has big dreams, big aspirations, maybe coming out of college, out of high school, um, and knowing that, you know, I just don't... I don't want to be the guy following orders Mm -hmm. (laughs) the rest of my life, uh, but I'm only 20. Sure. What kind of advice would you give to to that type of young person?
2: Yeah, I would... I mean, I would say, you know, just... Just go for it, um, and keep your head down, and go for it, and don't listen to all the outside noise of people telling you you can't do it, or you're you're too young, or this isn't the right thing for you. Just go get a, a safe, cozy job, because um, in the end, it's all going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you having the freedom, a big corporation is never going to be able to to help you with that. I mean, yeah. you're you're going to be a yes man. Just a, you're just a you're just a number on a spreadsheet at that point, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I mean, a lot of people have seen that. Um, in the pandemic this last year um, where you're just a number on the spreadsheet and they don't care about you. So, Mm -hmm. or, you know, um, that's what I would say. Just keep, just keep your head down and keep going and find what you really like. Don't, don't get into something just because you think you can make money Mm because if you don't like it, it's not going to work out. I mean, find like a true passion or or something that you really like to do. Mm
1: -hmm. So have you found that you're passionate about uh, what you do
2: i have so it's 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 grown on me a lot at first i wasn't quite sure but it's just grown on me more and more every day and i just i love it i mean i just i love doing this
1: because i always enjoy your i all your videos that you put out like i watch them because i'm like man this you are like you, i can tell you're passionate coming through the
2: video yeah
1: so it's just
2: the, the videos are quirky so yeah we just kind of started them and they're going there but it's just a way to get it out there yeah and, and just trying to so I just love it I, lo- I love like I love the sales and the marketing and always trying to figure out the next thing to they do. they call you know?
1: the payroll dude and right pay-
2: I go by the I tried to. I started a nickname I go by the indie payroll dude yes. so it's funny I stole that from my dad um, he had an email address called indie dude at gmail.com and he's never used it I was like I was like I'm stealing that and putting it on so people start knowing me that's as the awesome dude. <laughs> so that's that's kind of <laughs> what I'm going for um,
0: nice nice um, one last question of advice. Um, being second generation in a family owned business, um, working with dad, working with the family, what um, what do we need to know about things like that? If someone's listening today going, you know, I'm, I'm taking over business from one of my parents mm-hmm. or um, what, what's it like working for your parents? What do we need to know? Sure. So it's definitely challenging. So,
2: and it, there's some days where we just want to Rip each other's heads off. So, wrestling family. Yes. sounds like there's father there's, son. Yeah, there's, there's been days where I think we need to do something. He thinks we need to do something else, and or I did something wrong because ultimately it's his company. Um, you just need to just. I mean, it's a lot of people can't do it. So, you, me and my dad have a really good relationship. Um, so we're almost like each other's best friends, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that helps a lot. That's cool. Um, and just, it, I mean, just. It's 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 definitely challenging. So I mean, just kind of listen listen to what they, they what they say. I mean, make suggestions, push a little bit, but don't push too far to where you you break your relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: is, is what I would say. That's cool. That's cool. Well, Kyle, um, ASAP payroll, right? Yes, That's sir. the name of the company um, or the, uh, the payroll, Indy. Dude. payroll the dude. Payroll dude. There you go. <laughs> how do how how does somebody find you guys? How do we connect with you?
2: Sure. Yeah, um, I have a. Two ways I connect with people is LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, that's where I release all my quirky videos and and blog posts and everything and, and connecting with people. I have about 1,500 followers on there. Okay. Um, and then also our website, which is asappayroll.com. Um, you can connect with us um, there and, and give us a call and check us out. Right on. Well,
1: thanks so much for joining us today. It's been great to talk to you. and I know... I've been in a family business as well, so I know it's it's got its, its quirks and issues you work through and learn. It's always good to see somebody else's perspective, and thanks for
0: sharing that with us today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Right so, Right on. Well, we'll be back here in just a moment. Awesome. Thanks.
1: Jason, I got to tell you, um, I always enjoy having people here. And it was great to talk to Kyle today. Yeah. And I just um it's it's so neat. And I and I don't I don't know I'm sure we've re- reviewed this before, but I have some background with a family business. Yeah. And I, and it's just good to see um you know it's not just um the people there's more there's sometimes same struggles, if not more in a family business than there is for an entrepreneur who starts his own because then you're, mm-hmm. you have different dynamics with your relationships and things like that. And so I just, I really appreciated Kyle's um, willingness to share some of that stuff with him and uh, with us and just talk about some of that. So
0: yeah. Yeah, I liked where he was saying like the relationship has to come first, business mm-hmm. second, right? The business can't eclipse the relationship with your dad or the family too. Right. And,
1: and push back, but don't push too far. Right. You know, he touched on that too, which is, you know, I think that's a, and honestly, I think that goes for whether you're in a family business or not, because really the goal was to get further down Mm -hmm. to make, make good decisions, but not necessarily push too far that you have to prove your point. And then he was talking also about how you need to listen.
0: Right. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a tool that we'll, uh, that we'll talk about. another podcast someday down the road, but, um, about bringing effective challenge to the table that if all you bring is challenge and you push too hard, too far, you end up dominating and you end up kind of creating this culture of, of, um, fear and distrust and and junk like that. And Mm -hmm. so I love that they, they seem like they found, found a good balance. Right.
1: And it's not always easy without a little bit of coaching or a little bit of out third party Mm -hmm. involvement to work through that unless you're willing to.
0: Yeah you know. And I loved it. I mean, since you brought that up. I loved how you talked about, you know, going off to a conference or, you know, something like that, meeting a couple of relationships that ah, oh, that was cool. Yeah. And then it turns out to be some of the best voices in his life. Right. Shaping him and guiding him, uh, making good decisions or better decisions or <laughs> Right. You know, keeping him in the business or, you know, helping him stay sharp along the way. Um, the the role of a mentor, the role of just those voices um, that speak into your life like like you guys you and Kyle I mean it's kind of where we're getting a number of our first interviews is from a mastermind group that you're a part of. Correct. With those guys and you know I every time I talk to you and you you've just come out of a, a meeting with these guys you're like, "Oh, it was so good."
1: It is. <laughs> it's great to have those voices. It and it's just um we were even reflecting on it um as the year is coming to an end the end of my mastermind group this morning how important that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. And, and it doesn't necessarily need to be somebody that's um, for, I know Kyle touched on the fact that, you know, a lot of his people are in the payroll industry, some right. of his mentors and, and, and coaches. And so, but it doesn't necessarily always need to be that, that case. It's just always Absolutely. good to have great coaches who understand business and, you know, understand where you're at and where you're trying to go.
0: Right. Right. You can lean on the, the gifts, the, the talents, the strengths of other people, even if they're in other industries. Right. So. Really helpful. Well, well, Merry Christmas. Yes. Happy New Year.
1: Yeah, I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. And, flying into 2022 and
0: before we know it, aren't
1: we? Right? Uh, the time oh, is quickly. here.
0: Yes. <laughs> so, well, guys, thanks for tuning in today. Um, be sure you like, subscribe, comment, send us an email, let us know what you love, what you know, If you have an idea of a topic or an industry you'd like to hear from, we'll certainly try and find an interview like that and get it going. So. Yeah.
1: Thanks for joining us, and yeah. we'll talk okay. to you soon.
0: All right. Take care.